0: Hey, it's your boy damien and i'm here with another one and i'm here with daniel prochi and today i'm just going to be asking him some questions but before we hop into it daniel how are you feeling today
1: i'm feeling great today really blessed so. amen amen first question today at what age did you come to christ so i first accepted christ into my life when i was nine years old okay. but being that young i don't think i understood fully like the gospel because i wasn't reading my bible and everything So I finally understood when I was age 12 when I recommitted myself to Christ then, and I got baptized later that year. How was the experience when you got baptized? It was amazing, to be honest, like I just felt the Holy Spirit hit me that day and it was an honor because I got baptized by my father, so. Oh, that's awesome, is your father a pastor? He was a youth pastor at our old church, so yeah. That's awesome, awesome. Next question, what's your testimony? My testimony, so I was born and raised here in Fresno, California. I am the youngest of six children, and I was actually adopted into my family at a okay. young age. So, yeah, I was very fortunate to get adopted into a Christian family because the way my biological mom was living, I don't know if I would have really heard the gospel or been a Christian right now. So, then throughout high school, I kind of had a struggle in my faith, you know? I wasn't really doing bad things, but I wasn't reading my Bible as much. I was kind of just going through the flow, and I was pretty lukewarm as a christian throughout high school and then when it hit the college <laughs> that's when things started really getting rough because you go out into college it's a big party environment you know you want to fit in yeah so crazy there um hung around with people i probably shouldn't have and yeah but Recently, I started getting back into the Word and everything and reading my Bible more, and it's been really great. That's
0: awesome. Um, can you share your recent experience going out and sharing the Gospel? Yesterday, I talked to you, and you said, recently, I went out
1: and shared the Gospel. So, can you just talk about that a little bit? Oh, yeah. That was really crazy. My friend and I actually went to the Tower District here in Fresno to preach the Gospel. And there was a lot of persecution that night. You know, people get mad when they hear the Word of God. Like, definitely people yeah, that are, yeah, people that are living in sin, you know, they don't want to hear what you have to say, because, no, you know, when you're preaching the gospel, you know, you're telling people the truth about what sin does to you, you know, and you're not saved, and you're just living that sinful lifestyle, you know, you're going to get offended. Yeah, it brings, like, conviction to the heart. Yeah, exactly, and deep down, I, I'm pretty sure they all know what it's wrong, what they're doing, like, Uh uh-huh. you know, we just got to pray and have grace for them, but... Yeah, people were yelling at us. They're telling us to get out of there. People we're, were yelling at you guys. Yeah, like on the streets, they're yelling at us. we were getting cussed out. One guy actually took our microphone and like disconnected it, and said, "Yeah, he said he's like, you, you don't need to talk that stuff around here." So, yeah. So, but overall, it was a great experience. I would do it all over again. You know, we're gonna be persecuted as Christians. So, Definitely yes, yeah. yes we are. Yes we
0: are. James two seventeen says, "Faith by itself is dead." If it does not have works, how do you back up your faith, not just by saying that you're a Christian, but also what are the works
1: that you do for his kingdom? So, yeah, first of all, we're saved by grace through faith. I Amen. definitely believe that. But like you said in James, you know, faith without works is dead. So mm-hmm. I believe sticking to what Christ said in his word, you know, go out, make disciples of all nations. Amen. So. That's what I'm doing with one of my friends recently. We try to go evangelize places, you know, not for our own glory, of course, but for, for the Christ. God, yeah, yes, exactly. So I think in order to back up your faith with works, you have to do it unto Christ. You can't do it out of your own pride. So, you know, evangelizing, maybe helping out in the church with some ministry I know earlier this year, I helped out with a basketball ministry at my church, so that was a very blessed time. So,
0: yeah. Amen, amen. How has your faith been tested, but also, how has it
1: grown? My faith has been tested a lot throughout my life, actually. So, definitely in college, like, you you meet new people, and a majority of them either aren't Christian, or they say they are, but they... Aren't living that life. Yeah, exactly, because they believe... Got since Christ forgives, which he does, but they believe that they can abuse that grace over and over by... Oh, by just committing sin and then yeah. saying, like, well, God forgives, he's a loving God. Yeah, exactly. So my faith was definitely put to a test there because start hanging around some people, you know, they cuss, I started cussing, you know, I thought it was okay. I didn't know, I knew it wasn't okay, but... You just kind of wanted to fit in. Wanted to fit in, exactly, because I didn't want to be the outcast that got made fun of for being a Christian. Oh, you didn't want to be different. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it completely changed my personality and who I was, and that's not good. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, definitely, definitely. What's the difference between having a relationship with God and
1: and religion? Sorry. That's actually a very good question. So I think having a relationship with God or Jesus Christ is by reading your bible truly abiding in his word i feel like when you have a relationship with religion you're just following a certain doctrine at that point it's nothing wrong you know sound doctrine is really good but okay um can you also talk about uh doctrines of devils because you know there's a lot of preachers that are preaching doctrines of devils you know oh yeah definitely actually i have a good story about this uh okay. fresno state my campus that i go to um there's actually a group out there that preaches that there's two gods two gods yeah Oh, yeah, that's, so, that's not right. There's only one God, and that's Jesus. Exactly. I told them that. I showed them this verse about that, and they actually got mad and left. But basically, their theology was that there's God the mother, and there's God the father. And, yeah, I don't know where they get this from. Yeah, that's definitely a document. Yeah, definitely. So, <clears throat> that happened. You know, I told them there's only one God. I showed them in the Bible where it was, and then they just got mad and left. So i actually saw him a couple days later out preaching and i waved at him and they just kind of glared at me so it's pretty funny so um second timothy
0: three twelve says everyone who wants to live a godly life in christ jesus will suffer persecution what does this verse mean to you recently like the last question i just asked you like before this one uh you said that you had like suffered some persecution when you went out and preached the gospel at tower district but what are some other experiences like that you've like experienced persecution being a christian
1: so, I remember back when I was first in college, I was talking to someone about Christ, you know, and why I'm a Christian, or at the time, even though I wasn't really living the Christian lifestyle, you know, I still believed in everything. They asked me if I was religious, and I said, yeah, I'm a Christian. So, they asked me why I was a Christian. Mm-hmm. So, I started talking to them, and then they were just kind of like, dang, you're kind of a loser, dude. <laughs> like, you really believe that and everything? And I was just like, yeah, I do. So... Like they were trying to cut you with their words. Yeah, exactly. So
0: so that verse definitely applies to, like, Christians these days. Like, we're oh, yeah. always going to suffer persecution for trying to be different, for trying to live for the one and true God. So don't feel bad about that, you know, because God's going to bless you, you know. Um, why do you think some people are afraid to say they love God? The Bible says, whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. How do
1: you stay bold for God? I think that's... just kind of cuts into the persecution thing again because I know before I started going out to minister with my friend Mm -hmm. like, I was kind of scared to talk about God because, you know, when you're a Christian you're in this world you're seen as the misfit you're seen as the guy that's weird you're odd, you're not cool because you don't want to do these things like party, do drugs and alcohol so I think that's a big reason why people get scared to proclaim that they're Christians, you know, because it's the persecution and no one likes to get persecuted we'll be honest about that but
0: yeah and you know um a lot of times like people who are christian these days are called hypocrites they say oh well you guys do the same thing as us Well, what makes you
1: so different
0: you know and like how, what do you have to say to that
1: that's actually kind of a hard question because in a sense they're right we do sin like even us as christians we're gonna sin we're gonna stumble but i think the difference is repentance repentance yeah we believe in christ we understand that his blood washes us clean and you know i'm not perfect i'm not saying i'm better Better than anyone yeah Mm -hmm. but you know i think the difference between christians and non-christians is that christians understand that christ forgives and that we need his forgiveness to survive so amen amen
0: um Isaiah fifty four seventeen says no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue which rises against you in judgment You shall condemn has there been a time in your life where a
1: weapon has been formed, but God didn't let it prosper Yeah um, Yeah, like when we were doing the tower district the other day, you know We were getting attacked by the enemy all around us, you know, like I said, we were getting cussed out all that but we still prospered with god because if that didn't stop us we just kept going <laughs> we're just like yeah we're getting persecuted we're doing something right yeah you're doing something right <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. if you, like if the whole crowd's following you that means that you're just yeah. doing what everyone else is doing but you're being different so you yeah. you're doing something and right. either way the gospel is going to be spread and those people got a chance to hear the gospel so true amen yeah, i think that's amen. the most important part so what's the importance of having a good prayer life that's a good question as well um i think it's very important to have a prayer life because it definitely strengthens your faith i mean without prayer i mean you can't really do anything
0: yeah exactly bible says men shall always pray and faint not so you you need to have that prayer life you want to have good communication with god Mm -hmm. if you want you know go to the store you need to pray you never know what might be coming when you're in the car because that car's going to
1: hit you you need to have that prayer you need to have that protection yes i always pray before Mm -hmm. i drive places because for god's protection because you never know you know yeah people drive crazy these days so you really never know definitely on the freeway man they will not let you on those on ramps (laughs) (laughs) for real
0: yeah how has god shown you grace instead of wrath and judgment
1: He has shown me grace so much through my lifetime you know back when I wasn't really reading my word you know I could just see God's grace through this whole time when I wasn't following him it's like he never gave up on me like when I was being disobedient to him and that's, tr- that's, that's true that's truly amazing right there, yeah. yeah so
0: that's truly love right there like he never gives up on you it doesn't matter how far you go exactly doesn't matter what you do like God is always going to be there through repentance. He's always going to be there to wash you clean of your sins. So if you guys are going through a hard time right now in life and you feel as though that you can't come back to Christ, he's always here. Just reach out to him, get on your knees and pray. Amen. Amen. So um, you told me in the future you would like to do mission work. Can you talk about that? What are your plans?
1: Oh, yeah. So I plan to graduate college and get a job somewhere. I'm not totally sure what. I mean, I'm trusting God that he's going to find something for me to do but i'd like to get a job and you know maybe in the summers or when i get time off you know go a couple weeks to some places i know my friend wants me to go to the philippines with him, so that's definitely on my bucket list to do i'd like to go to africa as well you know maybe help the kids over there in orphanages you know and spread the gospel as well then i don't know why but god's put it on my heart lately that Maybe Canada in the future. I have no idea why. Yeah, why Canada? Like, is there something... Uh, what, like, why Canada? I think because I speak English up there and I can understand them, so... And I think it'd be easier for me to spread the gospel up there, you know? So you really feel as though God's called you to be an evangelist? Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like, in a sense, that most Christians can be called evangelists because we were told to go make disciples of all nations. So whether, you know, you're just spreading the gospel at work or... You're a full time missionary, you know. I think we're all evangelists in a way. Amen, Amen. That was an amazing answer right there. Um
0: why should we do everything in love? The Bible says in First Corinthians thirteen two, if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and knowledge, and if I have faith that moves mountains but does not have love, I am nothing. So why what's the importance of love? Let's see. Well, like the bible um, does say without love it's like we have nothing think, but yeah. what's some other examples like why we need love people won't even listen to us if we don't have love you know like it's crazy i was watching two people say the truth you know one person was speaking the truth but his truth was kind of harsh and the other person was speaking truth and his truth was more love and yeah. even though they're both speaking truth i was more prone to listen to the one that was speaking truth with love
1: yeah because we we'll think about if we think about it you know if we speak, you know, and evangelize in anger and judgment, no one's going to want to come and know Christ. They're going to look at you and be like, yeah, I don't want to hear what you have to say. But if you do it in love, you know, even if there are angry at you, I think they will see that it's totally different from, you know, just coming out and saying, oh, you're going to hell for doing that and everything. So I think love's important because well, first of all, Christ loved us and he wants us to live his lifestyle. So and also love's important as well because I think with love comes grace. So, you know, compassion and grace for those people that you're evangelizing to, even though they're persecuting you. I think with love, it just gives you more of a clear head as well, rather than anger when you get mad and you'll do something that you'll probably regret, so. Okay. Um, what is grace to you? Grace to me is something that Christ gives us that we don't really deserve at times, like you know, when you're not walking with Him, maybe you're not reading your Bible as much, or maybe you're not going to church. His grace is there, trying to get you to come back because He wants you to live everlasting with Him. So, Amen, Amen. Um, Who is Jesus to you? Jesus to me is my best friend, of course. Amen. He's the Savior of the world. He's God. He's, yeah it's just amazing
0: it's amen amazing. amen um how does the holy spirit lead you and guide you to all truth you know the bible says that the holy spirit is going to lead us and guide us to all truth so we can also not be deceived from false prophets wolves in sheep's clothing so how does the holy spirit
1: lead and guide you to all truth i think the holy spirit guides and leads us by you know when you're a really committed christian I think the Holy Spirit convicts you of things like false doctrines, you know. When people don't really dig into scripture, it's so easy to follow a false doctrine cuz you're just going off what the guy's saying and you're not looking in the Bible to back it up. I think that's the Holy Spirit, you know, telling you to read your scripture, understand the word of God because like I said there's going to be many false prophets in the last day. So, amen. Amen. Do you feel as though like the Holy Spirit also
0: helps you when there's attacks against you will let you know like you need to go pray right now i know like for me sometimes like when i really need to pray the holy spirit will convict my heart and it'll be like i have a thought in my head like you need to pray you need to pray and maybe sometimes when i'm praying someone's like name will pop up that like, you need to pray for it mm-hmm. and then it's crazy because then like days later someone like the same person you pray for say hey i was going through this tough time mm-hmm. and you're like oh wow that must have been the holy spirit that
1: led me to pray for this person so mm-hmm. like do you ever have like experiences like that Yeah, definitely, you know, I have some friends that aren't totally walking with Christ right now, so I always try to remember to pray for them, because there was one guy I knew, like, he was having demon problems in his house, like, he was just being tormented, like, every night by Satan and everything, so I think the Holy Spirit led me there to pray for him, you know, Mm -hmm. I told him, you know getting to get back on track with god you know because if you're not the devil can attack you so easily so i prayed for him was at his house prayed over their house too and ever since then he's been there good. yeah none of those problems again so So definitely the holy spirit that
0: led you to pray for them yeah definitely so amen amen john 1 5 says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it even in dark times have you found this verse to be true that there's always a light at the end of the tunnel? Oh, yeah.
1: Because if you look at it, we live in a very fallen world right now. Mm-hmm. But I think we have to realize in the end goal, the light's always going to win. Christ has already won. The devil's lost already, and he knows it. Yeah, so he's defeated. I think you just have to see the bright side, you know. We're going to go through trials and tribulations here on earth through dark times. Mm-hmm. But our main goal is going to be heaven. So,
0: Amen, amen. Is there anything that God has placed
1: on your heart that you really want to talk about right now? yeah talk about yeah talk more about mission work i guess yeah so what's like what other plans do you have for mission work let's see i'd love to support our missionaries too because i've been to a few events where you know we do fundraisers for missionaries as well i think that's important to support your missionaries at your church because they're going out to spread the gospel so i love to do that you know of course i'd love to go and preach the gospel in a few other countries around the world as well so yeah that's that's awesome that's awesome um can you lead us in a word of prayer as we close yes awesome father god thank you for this day thank you that i got to come here with my brother in christ damien and do a podcast on you father god i pray that the people that hear this will be touched by it father god and i pray lord god that we continue to live our lives the way you want us to father god I ask this in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Amen.